This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, Episode 67, How to Avoid Family Drama During the Holidays, Part 3. Welcome back. So here we're on our third episode of Avoiding Family Drama During the Holidays. Yeah. So just to recap. In Part 1, we talked about not putting your spouse in between yourself and their family. In Part 2... We talked about how your relationship with your in-laws or your spouse's friends is your responsibility, not theirs. And this week, we are talking about don't be so rigid that you become the difficult person. Right. Because the first two episodes, you're, it seems like we talked about taking a hard stance on everything. But at the same time, you don't want to be that person who just demands their way and everyone else needs to bend and bow to them. Mm-hmm. So don't be so rigid. Right. So on the scale, you have on one side, people pleasing and being so flexible that you just sort of melt into what everybody else wants and don't stand up for yourself at all. On the other side of that, you have being too rigid, being too regimented or... Almost demanding, I would say. And it can come off as demanding, but being too inflexible. Right. And in the middle of those two is where we really want to be. So we talked a little bit about like being a people pleaser in the first two of this series. And now we're going to talk about what happens when you end up being too rigid and too demanding and how that also stirs up drama. It sure does. We all have that aunt or that other aunt who is so rigid and demands their ways and everybody better conform to what they what they want. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be around that person because then you don't get what you want or it becomes awkward mm-hmm. or it becomes a fight or... Drama, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to be that aunt. We talked a little bit about how to um, handle it when other people act that way. But now like, it's recognizing if you are, are that person. Right, because sometimes we don't recognize that we are that person. Yeah. And so it takes a little bit of self-reflection and understanding, maybe listening to those that love us and who are really close to us, like our spouse, mm-hmm. when they say, hey, calm down a minute. Take it easy. When they start saying those things, maybe you should take that as a cue that maybe you're the demanding one. You're the one that's not being very patient with everyone. You're the one that's kind of being a jerk. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's not always fun to look at yourself and see how you're acting. Maybe not in anyone's best interest, but it's important to really be willing to self-reflect and say, you know, what is my contribution to this drama, to this conflict? And what can I do in good conscience? What can I do that still feels authentic and true to myself to bring it down a notch? Right. Now, we're not saying that you should sacrifice things that you truly believe in. Right. And if you do, if if they want you to do something that you don't want to do and you're really set against it, you don't have to have bad feelings about it. You can just not participate or say, I'm not going to do that. It's something I don't want to do. Yeah. You don't have to become upset. I think sometimes people feel like they need to be angry in order to uphold their boundary. So if someone is like, well, I'm not going to go to that party or I'm leaving and they feel like they need to storm out and slam the door on their way out or whatever. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be done with anger or with resentment or with, you know, a lot of hard feelings. Yes, sometimes anger is the emotion that we need to hold our boundaries or to stand up for ourselves. 
But it doesn't need to be anger at the other person. It can just be sort of like, I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling this energy and I'm using it to protect myself, to take care of myself. But it doesn't necessarily have to be directed at another person. Right. From my own experience, a lot of times, and I'm doing better than this, better than I used to, is I would put a lot of anger toward it mm-hmm. to hold a boundary or to, to stand up for myself. And looking back on that, I don't think I... I probably should have been a little more patient and maybe bent a little bit because some of the, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes you don't want to bend things that are really important to you, but sometimes there's things where, Hey, you can give a little. Yeah. And sometimes we get stuck in, well, I want my way and it has to be my way. And it becomes about not getting your way that much more than it is about not liking the thing that somebody else wants to do. I have an example about this. When we were in college, We were married and there was a church party and I thought that something was supposed to be done a certain way and somebody else did it a different way. And there was this woman who was there who was sort of like the I'm going to take charge kind of woman. And I don't know if I should go into the details of it. It's really stupid. Just go into the details. Okay. This is really stupid. Now I'm curious because I don't remember. (laughs) We were in charge of this event for all of the other married couples And we were helping with the food and there was bottles of soda. They were like two liter bottles. And I wanted to put them on a table at the end of the food line so that people could choose the flavor that they wanted. And instead she put the drinks on the tables, but like out on all the tables and all the different flavors everywhere. And they were just kind of spread around. And I was upset by that because my idea was that like everybody can get what they want all in one place rather than having to like either take whatever was on the table they sat at or like walk around and find the one that they wanted. But she was like, no, this is what we're doing. And I was really mad about it. And it kind of ruined the event for me because I was mad that I wasn't heard and that it was whatever. Um, But really in the end, It wasn't a big deal. It didn't matter. Nobody cared but me. And so I could have held on to that. Actually, I did. I held on to that and was angry about it. I was kind of unwilling to bend for maybe, I don't remember if I was mad the entire time or if I eventually got over it. I thought you got over that a couple years ago. (laughs) You're making up stuff. Um, So it's just an example of when I was like too rigid. I thought it should be this way for whatever reason. And was unable to just kind of let it go and say, you know what, it doesn't matter. If somebody needs to walk to another table to get the drink they want, it's fine. Everyone's still going to have a good time. And I was really mad about it. So you knew you were angry. Those angry feelings, I bet other people felt those or at least noticed that you were angry. And it probably made it a little bit awkward for others. It may have. That's a good point. And what I'm trying to say is that when you're angry, you may think you're the only one that knows that you're angry. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not being uh, flexible, you're being rigid over something pretty small and insignificant. Mm -hmm. But people notice that and it will affect them too. Yeah, that's true. It will affect how they interact with me, if nothing else. I will say too that it wasn't necessarily because she did it differently than I wanted. It was also because I thought we were in charge and they were supposed to be helping. And she comes in and takes over instead of listening to what I said because I felt like I was sort of in charge more than she was. So this was also like a little bit of a power struggle for me on my end. She probably didn't even know there was anything wrong. She probably didn't care. She was just doing whatever she does. And for the record, I harbor no hard feelings at all whatsoever. Sometimes to other people, it seems like you're mad because somebody wanted to put the drinks out differently than you, that's kind of dumb. But if you can step back and understand that it's not about the drinks, it's about feeling respected. And oftentimes, 
things that people are mad about that look kind of stupid are about something deeper, like feeling respected, like feeling heard or feeling like they're being walked all over or feeling like somebody doesn't care about them or they're not loved or something. If you're in these kind of situations where there's gridlock, stepping back a little bit and saying, what is the actual conflict about? It's not about the thing on the surface. There is something underneath there. And if you can say, okay, I can see how, like if, if I had been mature and had spoken to her and said, this is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm feeling, she may have been able to step back and say, okay, I can see how this feels to you more like respect for you rather than about where the drinks are placed. And she may have been like, okay, we can do it your way. Or she may have been like, explained her side of it. And then maybe I would have been like, oh, okay. And I would have maybe understood. But when you are feeling like you're in gridlock with somebody, if you feel like you're the one who's being more rigid than is necessary for the situation, you can step back and say, what is going on underneath here? Where am I feeling hurt by this other person that has nothing to do with the surface problem? Yeah, and I think that's the important thing. Step back when you start feeling that. Mm -hmm. Be patient with yourself. Step back and ask. Here it is. Now that I've forgotten what I was saying. Yeah, me too. Um, anyway, it's so important to step back. So when you start feeling those feelings of anger, frustration, resentment, whatever it might be, it's really important to step back and say, okay, what is really going on here? And you have to ask yourself, is this something that I really want to expend this angry energy on? Mm -hmm. Is this really worth it? Is the juice here worth the squeeze? You know, there's a lot of different sayings like that. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, then let it go. Also, another approach is to say, what am I feeling if I'm feeling not respected, for example? Oftentimes, there's an element of that of you not respecting yourself. So if I feel like somebody else is not respecting me, how do I offer myself the feeling of respect so that I feel respected? And then the other person's perceived disrespect feels a lot less important when I can offer myself the thing that I feel like I'm not getting from the other person. I think that's another thing that happens is that if I feel like somebody's not showing me love, I show myself love. And then it's nice when the other person shows love, but it's not required for me to feel loved. So you can step back and say, how do I really want to show up here? Is this thing really that important to me that it's worth the drama? It's worth the conflict over? Or am I comfortable with stepping back a little bit, giving a little bit? You know, how can we stay in the middle between being too flexible and being inflexible? You know, where do I really want to be on this issue? And if it is that you feel like this is where I want to stand, then you're going to do it in a place that's more regulated rather than being super reactive. When somebody's responsive, their nervous system is calm enough that they're making decisions from their logic brain. When they become reactive is when their logic brain kind of shuts down and their emotional brain takes over. Then what you're doing is happening from uh, like the limbic brain, from a reactive place rather than a thought out place, which often doesn't end as well. There's a lot more fighting, a lot more conflict that happens. That's when the lashing out kind of thing happens too. Another example of this is um, if there's a family party and one of you doesn't want to go. I don't like to go to family parties without you. I don't like to go to family parties. <laughs> I know. And so sometimes one will go and without the other. Sometimes that's what's arranged. But sometimes... If you don't want to go, but your spouse wants you to go, you can make agreements about that, like saying, I will come, but let's, but when it's, one thing that we've done is you'll say, okay, we can go, 
But when I when I'm ready to leave, let's go. When I ask you to leave, please get ready and and leave with you know whatever, so that we're not there for an such a long time. Oh yeah, we've done that before. And it really helps because then you can come feeling like okay, when I'm overloaded, when I have to go, then you know I can I can communicate that, and then we can we can leave. We kind of get it both ways. Like I get to spend the event with you, but then also you don't feel trapped there for an undetermined amount of time. <laughs> I have felt trapped before by some of these events. It took us a long time because then I'd be like, no, you have to come and I'd make you come and then you'd come but be resentful about it. And then it wouldn't be very fun for either of us because you'd be mad the whole time. And I would be like trying to enjoy this time, but I would want you to be happy, but you're not happy. And so I think I was too rigid, um, but being able to be flexible for both of us was what helped us to really find the middle ground of standing up for what we needed and what we wanted without being too much to one side or the other. So that's what we've got for you. Enjoy. We hope this helps you have a happier holiday season, and we'll see you next week. That's right. Stay tuned for part four. That's right. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap for this episode of the Marriage Bites Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. Do you feel like the fun and adventure you used to have has been crowded out by work, kids, and just life in general? I have put together 24 super fun date night ideas that will have you laughing and connecting in 20 minutes or less. So head over to andalynprice.com to get a whole bunch of easy and free date ideas. You'll be amazed at how a little bit of play can have you laughing and connecting in no time. Babysitter not required. And now we have a brain fart and can't think <laughs> what to say. Yeah. We do this a lot. <laughs> Hi, babe. Yeah. Go out, please. Came in. Go out, dude. We're we got through out. two episodes earlier today with no interruptions, and oh. here we are. Hey, babe. Hey, where does Casey live? He'll be here after you go to bed. Yep, go. So go oh, out. Shut the door. I love have you. fun. Does that make any sense? I'm supposed to say yes. What what do you actually say? No, it's good.